So I nearly choked. Um, Not the first time you said that either. <laughs> on the drink, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and talk about it track by track. However, we're back today with another self-isolation special. Uh, And Dan, I could get used to this. Well, don't, Will, because this is going to be the last one, I think. On Sunday night, Boris Johnson's going to go out there and he's going to tell us that it's all over. It's done with. Have you been reading Facebook again? Well, a combination of Facebook, The Sun and The Daily Mail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've, I'm washing my picnic blankets as we speak. Oh, it's going to be lovely. We should have a big uh, freedom party. Yes, a street party, yeah. Uh, all the bunting and the banners. Uh, and actually, Dan, funny you should mention that because we are recording this. It's Friday. It's bank holiday. Weird having a bank holiday on a Friday, but for very good reason because it's VE Day. 75 years. Uh, it's such a shame because usually we would be we would be having street parties with all the bunting out, and it is a really... Obviously, it's for a very um, serious reason why we do it, but it's always a really kind of uplifting, community-filled thing. So, yeah, another thing that's kind of been pushed aside because of coronavirus. And you love any excuse to drink all day. (laughs) Well, I have forgot one with me now, because even though I can't be with other people, I can still drink at home. Yeah, cheers, Dan. Yep, cheers. Now, Dan, we've got got a lot to get through today because there's loads of great new music out at the moment. I know, are people releasing more music because of lockdown or are we just listening to more and finding more because we've got the free time? I think it's a bit of both. Uh, But also, I think this weekly episode on a Saturday has evolved into a fantastic platform for new music. So if you are an artist out there and you love to talk about, uh, share with us something new you've got, do reach out to us at Track by Track UK. So Dan, I think there's something we should really confess to. What about what we did last night? We we did something together last night and people need to hear about it. And to be honest, I haven't really done it like that since I was a schoolboy. Okay, so last night we did a creative writing task. <laughs> yeah, and what fun it was. It was brilliant to kind of set your mind free and... Think, uh, just focus for 45 minutes on a task. We had a picture of a lady carrying suitcases and the caption, uh, her heart was, what was it? Uh, her heart will there, go there on. Darkness in her heart. There's, dark, <laughs> there's darkness in her heart. And then we had to write uh, around that. Um, have to say, uh, mine got quite dark. And uh, the synopsis was, in one of the suitcases, the lady had a severed head. Yes. And was that based on your mum's story what how dare you uh, sorry ill-judged um and yeah just to put it into context so this was put together this challenge was put together by a friend of ours who is a teacher uh, so he graded us as well didn't he i gave us feedback 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 is a gift it's the gift that keeps on giving you're giving me feedback after every episode not always positive positive. and i have been known to stop an episode just to give some feedback when it's best in the moment yeah. 
And Dan, something else, your story, and in fact, the story you did for the one we did before that, quite dark. I hope you don't mind me saying. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. It, both of them were set during a wake and both of them had quite a dark twist and a lot of, I had to find lots of different ways to describe blood. So I am going to get in touch with a psychologist. I think I, I wouldn't do that too hastily. I think it's more because I think we're both fans of Inside Number Nine and we both enjoy that kind of twisted, darkly comic storytelling that they do on there. We do love some dark comedy, some Julia Davis. I think she's our spirit animal, isn't she? Yes. And she wouldn't shy away from a bit of blood and guts if needs be. <laughs> I mean, I think she does She does prefer other bodily functions. but uh... Blood and guts and bu- bubbly milk. And that awful fish uh, fish buffet that came back to haunt her in uh, oh, Sally Forever. At first I thought you were talking about the um, prawns in a milky basket. Oh, she took it even further re- more recently in Sally Forever. Uh, check it out. It's on, on Sky, on Catch Up. Great, great series. I do need to watch it again, actually. Because I think it was so disgusting that I didn't quite take it all in. <laughs> which is uh, not the first time I've said that, actually. <laughs> So, Will, I'd love for you to kick us off with some new music this week. So, yeah, so let's go. First of all, we're headed to Sweden. I want to talk about the Lovers of Valdero, who are a Swedish duo comprised of Eric and Adam. They participated in Melody Festival last year, but were unsuccessful. However, they've had a few great tracks out. They've had one just released last week. It's absolutely brilliant, and I can't stop listening to it. This is Rhythm and Decibel. Dance a little closer. It seems to me you seem to be unable to leave me alone. Right now is the thing I got no time for a thing. I need to hit the floor. Uh, Will, I've got one word, four syllables, Eurovision. Yeah, it would be perfect, wouldn't it? It really would. And, but also, it, is, it does seem very Eurovision, but the kind of Eurovision song that you can listen to again and again afterwards and kind of forget that it was from Eurovision. I love it. I love the ooh, 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 and that sort of driving rhythmic synth uh, beat that's going all the way through it as well. Uh, their Eurovi- your their melody festival entry last year, somebody wants is also worth checking out. So much so, Dan, I really want you to hear it now. Funkier, disco-y number rather than something very synth-heavy, but uh, crying shame it didn't it didn't get a uh, chosen. And a crying shame, there's no Eurovision this year. No, but hold that thought, Dan, because we want to. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. Okay, very good, very good. So that do check out the Lovers of Voldero. Great, a brilliant duo. So Dan, it's over to you. 
Thank you, Lloyd. Um, so I would like to talk about, now I'm going to say NASCAR lines. Of course, during our rehearsal episode earlier today, you did correct me because I called them NZCA lines, even though we spoke about them a few weeks ago. So NASCAR lines are, it's the project of multi-instrumentalist and producer Michael Lovett. And this is, so last time we talked about the title track from the upcoming new album, Pure Luxury. And this is the next song released from the album. So here is a little bit of Real Good Time. what Dan that one is everything we love about music I think it totally fits in with some our favorite uh pop indie pop synth electro bands definitely and it's I think the funk in this one is so strong almost maybe even little hints of uh Prince or something like that but what's great about this song I think is that it's really funky it's really synthy but lyrically lyrically and we don't often do that in a self-isolation No, special. it's a real treat for you all today. Yeah. Um, it's talking about um, kind of a lot of world issues. And in this one, it's talking about uh, agricultural chemicals and overpopulation with lines about, it's too late to save the bride. I guess you'll just get buried alive in waterfalls of pesticide or gently suffocated by the groom, which is a little bit like your story yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and nascar lines are playing their biggest show to date later this year hopefully Ho- hopefully heaven. hopefully on the 28th of october at heaven which is obviously our favorite gig venue and nightclub yes uh but every time you say heaven i think about the smell of bleach unfortunately uh that's going to stay with me for a long time is that because you have to scrub yourself after a night out there because of what you got up to? No, it was the time we did that venue visit um, in our uh, day job. Uh, and it was 11 o'clock in the morning and the place was being heavily cleaned. Uh, as it, it should be. And it really isn't as nice as you think it is. We're all the lights on and sort of bleach wafting through the air. It was quite disgusting. Quite an eye up now. So, Will, anything else to declare? Yes, Dan, quite right too. Next one for me is uh, a bit of a summer bop, as they say. So this is probably the first uh, summery jam that we've had this year. Uh, and I don't mean a summer fruit preserve. Um, <laughs> summer berries. <laughs> this is a new single from Kim Petrus, German-born, LA-based, uh, electro-pop uh, dance uh, singer-star. Uh, this is her new track and it's called Malibu. So that was the P to the E to the T to the R to the A to the S. Kim Petrus. Oh, is that her thing? No, it's my thing. I might start doing that that more. Maybe not. We'll talk about it. Let's take it offline. Or do you want some feedback mid-episode? No, no, no. No, no, no. 
You can uh, dish it out, but you can't take it. Absolutely. So what a brilliant summer vibe that creates, isn't it? I love the whole chorus, the Malibu, boo, 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 boo. I thought he was going to go into sort of a Betty, Betty Boop. Boop, boop, beep, doo. Is that her? Uh, that's Betty Boop, not Betty Boo. Oh, I said Boop. Yes, good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Betty Boo, of course, uh, was meant to be at Mighty Hoopla this year. Just doing the do, or not yeah. not doing the do, doing the don't. Uh, back to Kim Petrus. So, yeah. I yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's slick. I could just imagine you, Dan, with a big a pair of chunky headphones on over your head, uh, leg warmers, uh, rollerblades, uh, blading down the promenade on the seafront somewhere. Are you thinking uh, in Malibu or are you thinking in Skegness? Uh, anywhere where the sun's out. Skeggy, Skeg Vegas. But do not be doing it whilst carrying dogs on leads because then you'd be in a Tampax advert. <laughs> and I have been accused of that before, actually. So uh, <laughs> I'll be sure to follow those guidelines. Um, interestingly, with this song, so yeah, it is an amazing song. It's such a summer bop. Because you did say at the beginning, it sounds like this year's first summer sort of anthem. If you think back to past summer anthems, which ones really jump out to you? Oh, I absolutely loved Demi Lovato's Call for the Summer. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And if we're lucky, why not? We're cool for the summer. We need we need that positivity right now. Um, I was thinking uh, for some reason I when I think about summer, the songs that are just all over the radio at summer. I was kind of get taken a bit further back to "Living La Vida Loca" and things like that. Um, but also um, "Get Lucky" as well. Great summer summer jam. Uh, just to toss another one at you, Dan. Uh, "Long Hot Summer." Um, just aloud. For a split second, oh, I know it good really did. God. Need to do my homework. Maybe we should talk about girls' Loud in a bit more detail again soon to get my uh, head in the right space. Uh, put a pin in that, Dan. That's a great idea. Definitely. Uh, also, one more thing before we move on from this from this song, Ben Howell, who recently did the Dua Lipa BBC News mashup, is currently working on, or maybe it's, it's probably already out there now, on a mashup of this with the Jacksons, which is just. Adds even more to the funk of the song. Uh, if you are looking for that, we did retweet it a couple of days ago. So if you head back through our uh, feed on in, on Twitter, um, you might see it. But uh, Ben, great work. Keep up the good work. Next one then, please, Dan. So a brand new song from Joe Goddard from Hot Chip, who, of course, we're both massive, massive Hot Chip fans. And his solo work is amazing as well. And his remix work is amazing as well. Um, this is a song with Hayden Thorpe, previously of Wild Beasts. So let's listen to a little bit of Unknown Song.
that's a real treat, isn't it? If you're a fan of Hot Chip and a lot of the stuff Joe's done before, uh, spliced with a really lovely harmonic sort of dreamy pop chorus. What a great combination. It's actually, I'll tell you what it is, Dan. Mm? It's a great juxtaposition. Oh, I haven't read that one in a, in a special either for a while. Um, so yeah, Joe is obviously very influenced by house music and kind of funk and disco music. But this one, I think, especially that chorus, like you said, it really leans on the poppier side of things. And the chorus, from the first time I heard it, really reminded me of The Never Ending Story by Lamal. Um, and I'm sure Joe wouldn't mind me saying that because, of course, that was produced by Georgia Moroder, who I've no doubt is a huge influence on Joe. So it all comes full circle. And Dan, I'm not familiar. Who are the heaving beasts? Uh, wild beasts, I think you're <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> so wild beasts. That's interesting you say that. I thought you'd come across quite a few wild beasts in your time. But um, they're a band, or they were a band, who released five studio albums. And I think you would really love the last two. They really played heavily on their electro influences. And the last one, I think, was called Boy King. So do look out for that. That's your further listening for today. Oh, well, Dan, I hate to pull you up, but we don't do further listening in these episodes. Well, uh, homework then. It's more, it's your next assignment. I want uh, 1,000 words on what you think about Boy King. Or I'll get 10 lashes. And if I don't do it, I'll only get five. (laughs) (laughs) Will, anything else? Yes. So I would like to talk about uh, Vice now, who is a producer, DJ, been around for a little while had some massive uh more dance uh house tracks out there this one new new track from him uh it's called first sight uh and we'll play a bit of it now dan but i think you'll see why i uh am a fan of it interesting that song because it definitely feels like the 80s influences are really strong in that particularly with the synth work but it also took me back to sort of the heights of the kind of the Ibiza Ayanapa club scene as well I can imagine being in a club a massive club and uh, having a few shandies and really letting myself go to that one I was bouncing around the living room and have been all week to this song I was bouncing around like a uh, chubby child on a Boris bike Boris, one of Boris's children? Uh, How many are there? Seven, eight? I don't know. Not for me to say. Um, no. But no, I love the 80s influences in that. I think it's very much uh, in line with a lot of the music we love and artists that uh, we featured on the podcast as well. Uh, so it's brilliant. It's it's kind of like the remixes that Initial Talk do of modern pop music and it's how they mm. try and make it sound. But it's very original, really nice. It made me want to be, like a few of the songs we listened to today, this and Malibu by Kim Petrus, I really just wanted to be at a pool party. Uh, sadly, I'm not allowed to go to any pool parties at the minute. And, well, no one is. Why not? I thought there was a story. I thought there was a, a personal story. <laughs> I'm not Michael Barrymore, although more on him later. <laughs> we, probably can't, we, we probably can't keep it in, actually, can we? <laughs> yeah, can we? we'll keep it in. Just yeah. don't mention the temperature probe. But what I'll probably have to do instead, Will, is just meander up to uh, Hampstead Heath and dip my toe in the pools there. 
Oh yeah, just head head up there and uh, have a sniff around the men's ponds. From experience, they I've dipped my toe a couple of times and they can be quite murky. Hey Dan, what's next on your list? <laughs> hey Will, I'd like to talk about Moika, who we did speak about a few episodes ago, a few self isolation special episodes ago. Who is a Norwegian singer songwriter? Just uh, some incredible electronic pop. So let's have a little listen to her new song, Backwards. I just so this is only the sixth or seventh song that is has been released by Moika. I just love everything she does. I think it's this, that sound, that kind of quite dark synthy sound, is just and and the beat is always amazing. I just love it. Uh, we've said it before, and I'll say it again now. She is going to be big. Yes, and even if you don't believe us on that, which you definitely should, uh, Mr. Pop Justice himself is a fan. Well, he don't take no shit in the pop. Uh, no. Uh, Will, any more new music? Anything yeah. from... Do you know I'd love, Will? Brand new artist just on the cusp of releasing their first track. Uh, have you got anything like that for me? I haven't, no. But how about someone on the exact opposite end of what you've just <laughs> asked for? Um, Go on, then. But no, it was great pleasure to say Cher is back. Ah. Uh, with a Spanish uh, language version of Chiquita. Uh, Chiquitita. Chicken Tea. Chicken Sorry, Chicken Tica. <laughs> Featuring Julie Walters on backing vocals. Oh, that'd be incredible. Stunning. Uh, and this is for a very good cause, isn't it, Dan? Yes, it is. So we, we knew that Cher was working on a new ABBA covers album. Obviously, she did Dancing Queen, which was fantastic. And But there are so many more ABBA bangers that she hasn't touched yet, including, I can't wait for Voulez-Vous, hopefully, and I'd love to hear her do Summer Night City. Dan, before we say anything more, let's listen to a little bit of Chicken Tikka. I've said too much. Let's listen. Chiquitita sabes muy bien Que las penas tienen edad y desaparecen And Will, you were singing along word for word there, despite the fact it's all in Spanish. Well, yes, I even though it's only just released today, I knew she was doing it. So I actually translated it myself and learned it just to be bang on ready for today. I'm a big fan. Good for you, actually. Very good. Uh, yeah, it's for a great cause. It's working towards charities who are helping with the whole coronavirus thing. Although I just want to actually just had a thought when I mentioned Summer Night City. That is a great ABBA song, isn't it? And I hope she does that one. But Bananarama covered that on their tour last year. Um, they played it on the first night of their in stereo uh, album launch shows. But then they dropped it from the set list. Uh, I'd love to hear Bananarama doing a version of it. Or Cher and Bananarama. No, there's the dream. I don't know how likely that would ever be, but we can we can dream, we can imagine. Uh, Dan, yeah. I have to say, I know you mentioned Summer Night City. 
I would love to see Cher do a version of When I Kiss the Teacher. Because <laughs> you can just imagine uh, her doing that. She's very cheeky like that. That was some, I loved hearing some new music, but I wouldn't mind just listening to a little bit of old music before we move on, if that's okay. No, Dan, what have you got? Okay, so let's talk tweet-alongs, Will, because they are still happening. And, of course, we started off this week on Monday with Alicia's Attic, which was amazing, wasn't it? Uh, that was fantastic. And it did feel like we'd brought them out of semi-retirement to join us and talk about that uh, Alicia Rules the World album. Uh, and just to hear them talk about performing and writing together. And by their own admission, it's been a while. Yeah, I think it was Karen who said she's not listened to the album all the way through in a long time. And actually, I think she was saying that if she kind of liked it more than she remembered. So if this does lead to them getting back together for a tour or something like that, let us not forget that it started here with Track by Track. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to hang our hat on that? A little um, a little sticker on the front of the CD or something like that would be lovely. <laughs> uh, so that was Monday. Wednesday, Dan... Another, Aha! Yeah, another, another one of your favourites. Aha, we're back. Yeah, we seem to be with these. We started with their first album and kind of just moving through them. Um, but a lot of their fans love to get involved, which is fantastic. And um, this was Stay on, the Ro- Stay on These Roads, sorry, their third album, which included their James Bond theme, The Living Daylights, um, which was really good fun. And then just two this week, because there's been a lot of prep for uh, next week, because next week is huge, isn't it? Oh, I'm so excited about next week. We've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday again. Monday, uh, we're with uh, joined again by the lovely ladies from Bananarama. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Uh, uh, to talk about pop life. Wednesday. Now, Dan, I need to let you t- say this because this is a big one for you. This, this is huge, yeah. So we are joined by members of New Order to talk about Complete Music, which is the extended version of the Music Complete album, which I know that you and I both love. Uh, and that was released four years ago on Wednesday. So you know I love to tie it into an anniversary. <laughs> and once again, we're going to be joined by Phil and Tom, who are with us for the Shadow Party tweet along, and maybe some others. Who knows? Ooh, that's a tease. Mm. A hint of a tease. Uh, and then on Friday, uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's pop night. Take us into the weekend. We are going to be do- talking about Danny Minogue's album Girl with special guest, uh, brilliant pop star himself, massive Danny fan, Tom Aspel is going to be with us, tweeting along, getting involved. And if you've seen his social media, he's very excited about this already. He is. And he's great. We talked about him. I think it was our first or second self-isolation special. We talked about his new song. So it's great to have him with us. And I think this is the first time we've had a pop star talking about a pop star they love. We've had, of course, some of the bands themselves. We've had some of the other podcasts and blogs working with us. But this is the first time it's kind of like real appreciation for someone who's inspired someone new. So, yeah, cannot wait for that. And I haven't listened to the album all the way through. Actually, Will, I don't think I've ever listened to this album all the way through. So oh, because you're, be you're not a music fan. I f- keep forgetting. Yeah. Well, I can take it or leave it. Take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> uh, so excited. And if we're lucky, I don't know why. There's just something in the air. Maybe we might have the lady herself with us. Mm, that'd be special. I don't know why. Just feel it in the waters. We'll see. Probably that infection back again. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to get into the doctors at the moment. Um, 
Dan, I've been thinking about Eurovision this week because it's getting towards that time of the year where we would be gearing up for it. Um, it's just not too far or wouldn't be too far away. But alas, when Eurovision 2020 is not happening this year, along with every other music festival gig and social event that anyone had planned. But if you were despondent about that, which I have been, don't fear, because Eurovision again is the thing you need to check out. Have you heard about this, Dan? So I have heard about this. And as we've mentioned quite a few times before, Eurovision, I when I watch it and we watched it together last year, I thoroughly enjoy it, but it's not something that I really follow. So I have seen the buzz and excitement about this on Twitter, but I've not properly followed it. So I think you might be the expert on this one. Now, this it started off quite small, uh, organised by Rob Holly. Uh, it's now become something much bigger, uh, has a huge following online, and uh, even so much so that the official Eurovision channels now support these uh, Saturday events. Basically, every Saturday evening, a different uh, Eurovision from a different year is uh, screened, and you follow along, start watching at the same time, um, and it's absolutely huge now. And it's so much fun. At Eurovision again uh, and at Rob Holly are the two uh, Twitter handles for you to follow that will tell you everything you need to know and everything you need to do to get involved in that. And that's Saturday evenings, eight o'clock. And I do, I just absolutely love all these different things that people are doing to keep people's spirits lifted and to keep people entertained during lockdown. And I love the fact that this started out, as you say, it started out as a smaller thing, but then Eurovision themselves got involved. So it's a real success story uh, and a real credit to Rob and anyone else involved with that. So I'd love to talk about some couple of old favourite tracks, Will, that tie in nicely with some news stories and whatnot. Uh, going back to tweet-alongs, we talked about Danny Minogue and a week on Monday, we are going to be joined by Kylie's long-term collaborator. He's written with her, he's produced for her, and he's been the musical director on her tours for years. It's Mr. Steve Anderson. And he's going to be tweeting along to a live album with us, which currently the vote is still open, but it looks very much like Aphrodite is going to win. So I would love to get ready for that and listen to a little bit of one of my favourites, On a Night Like This from Aphrodite. So I think this is great because we've, we've tweeted along to albums and it's great to kind of celebrate the format of the album and listen to it all together. But the thing that I know you and I are both missing and obviously very disappointed that some have been cancelled this year is live gigs. So this is going to be a real incredible opportunity to get together, relive a live, uh, a live musical celebration together and with Steve tweeting along as well. So I can't wait for this. That's going to be a, fantastic, a new approach as well to our tweet-alongs in getting a live album talks about. Um, and I can't wait to hear the insights into that. That's going to be fascinating. Now, Dan, Ace of Bass. It might feel strange to be talking about them again so soon, uh, but they have uh, something new coming out. Unfortunately, it's not new material. <sighs> yeah, so this is very exciting for Ace of Bass fans. So it is a new box set of, I think it's like eight or nine CDs and four Blu-rays uh, covering lots of demos and remixes and B-sides and that kind of thing. And Ace of Bass, we've not covered them on an episode proper yet on the podcast. I think we've referenced them a couple of times, but 
their influence shouldn't be uh, ignored because people like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry cite them as influence in that kind of iconic Scandinavian Europop sound. So, Will, what Ace of Base song should we listen to now? Oh, yes, so you're letting me choose this. Now, it was close because I very nearly went with not the sign or all that she wants. I very nearly went with Always Have, Always Will. Oh, I love that one. Which is brilliant. But then I thought, let's go even brighter. Uh, so this is a little clip of Lucky Love. <laughs> What a there fun song. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, well, I hadn't heard that one before. Really? In fact, I haven't listened to an Ace of Base studio album before. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You know what I'm going to say, but I won't say it. You don't say it, but my birthday is just around the corner, so maybe someone wants to treat me to this box set, not as my main present, but just as one of my little <laughs> presents. <laughs> Reference. Uh, now, Dan, some sad news this week as well. Yes, so... Florian Schneider, who is one of the co-founding members of Kraftwerk, uh, sadly passed away this week. And I think you you just cannot say loud enough how much of an influence and how much of a pioneer he is on electronic music. And just so many of the bands that we talk about, Pet Shop Boys, Hot Chip, Duran Duran, we just would not have them without Kraftwerk uh, creating and pioneering this electronic sound. Uh, So Florian hasn't been part of Kraftwerk since 2008, but uh, he, you know, played a huge, huge part in their biggest albums. Uh, so I think it'd be really nice now to take a little listen to Neon Lights. taken on a more poignant feel and meaning now and I think definitely like you say how many acts that we love and that we've talked about on this podcast that probably would talk about Kraftwerk as a major influence and as being massive fans of so I think we owe a huge debt to him and the band because a lot of the music we love wouldn't be here absolutely and we have had them on the long list for the longest time so we really should now talk about what makes their craft, for want of a better word, so uh, incredible. Um, also, it's worth pointing out that Kraftwerk, of course, they, they're still together and they do still tour. It's now just one founding member, Ralph Hooter. Um, but uh, yeah, you can still see them. So I would love to see them. I'd love to see them at Glastonbury one year, maybe next year. So let's lighten the mood a little bit um, and move on. Um, so let's talk about Michael Barrymore. <laughs> God, <that's> so, <laughs> what awful segue that is, honestly. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is no way. Even, um, you know, even someone like Michael Parkinson would struggle to make a, a good segue from Florian Schneider to Michael Barrymore. So this is all about something that you saw when you were watching daytime TV when you should have been working from home this week. Well, it was just uh, just during my lunch break. I was watching this morning, early lunch, 
And yeah, Michael Barrymore was the guest and he was talking about how I think someone over Twitter had mentioned the Strike It Lucky board game and that they they had it. And Michael Barrymore asked him to send it to them if he could borrow it. And now he's doing Strike It Lucky, the board game, playing it live with members of the public over Zoom or something. I'm not quite sure what. But it looked like a lot of fun. Oh, that's quite creepy, actually. <laughs> I think it's very innocent. I think it's just uh, just like our tweet-alongs. It's just a, a, little, a little gesture, a little gift. Um, but it did get me thinking, Will, if you could play the board game of a game show with anyone who presented it, what would it be and who would it be? Uh, I, might, I immediately think about uh, the original Crystal Maze board game I had as a kid. Uh, and to play that with Richard O'Brien would be absolutely lovely. Well, I actually found a copy on eBay that was new and sealed and bought it recently, actually. Oh. Are you going to unseal it and play it or is it staying sealed? I will unseal and play it. Maybe, Dan, if you're lucky, uh, when all this is over, I'll invite you over and you can play with it. Oh, thank you very much. What about you? I think I would have to say it was quite short-lived, but I do remember loving the um, Keith Chegwin game show, Naked Jungle. So I think I'd have to say that with Keith Chegwin. Uh, he's, uh, he's dead. Well, who could replace him on Naked Jungle? Michael Barrymore. Ma- yeah, Michael Barrymore. That's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> Well, Dan, uh, we'd better wrap things up now because it's bank holiday and I don't know about you, but I've got things to do. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, I've got to wash the car. So oh. I've got to uh, soap up my headlights. <laughs> um, and you are wearing quite short shorts at the minute, so it's going to be quite Daisy Duke. And what are you up to? Uh, we're having a bake-off today. So we're going to do each of the three challenges uh, and I am going to send you a photo later of my... Belgian buns. And because it's quite warm in the kitchen, I might be topless. Um, well, just make sure you let the buns dry before you ice them, because I wouldn't want you to be dripping all over the kitchen. Also, <laughs> I'd love to use the phrase, uh, I think we're going to need considerably bigger buns. <laughs> I think actually I'll just watch Calendar Girls instead. Uh, oh, yeah, and you could sit down and tuck into a Belgian bun and a lovely yeah. cream horn. Or would you prefer something a bit more custody, like a wet flan or something? <laughs> Not a wet flan, because it reminds me of that time you cooked me a runny quiche. <laughs> and I was in the bathroom for days. So we've certainly had a giggle on today's episode. And there's a brand new episode of Track by Track out on Tuesday. So do make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast for that. And Dan, a new feature playing us out. We've got a little bit of Danny Minogue today as well. Oh, lovely. So until next time, I've been Dan. I've been Will. Goodbye. Goodbye.